Ask me what this is. What is that? A light jacket. <laughs> it's happening. We're in the low to mid 60s in September. Here we go. <laughs> Oh my God, you guys. Hi. Thanks for listening to True Crime Obsessed. Welcome back. Welcome home, Welcome home. I should well, say. You know what? After doing our 200th episode a couple weeks ago, I, I'm feeling a little reflective and I hear myself being so loud and crazy in these intros. And yeah. I'm like, it didn't start out that way, America. It sure didn't. It sure, it sure did. didn't. But aren't you so <laughs> lucky and grateful? I, you know what? If we had tried to do this when we were recording in my living room of my old apartment, we, our neighbors would have been banging on the yeah. walls. I was going to say we'd be canceled, <laughs> but no one would know enough to cancel. No one would listen. We'd just fall right off the radar. You guys, if you want more GP and me, join us on the Patreon. We've got like o- almost 300 episodes coming up in there. Yeah. Um, right now, we were finishing Sophie of West Cork. We're going into Heist. Yeah, and then we have a lot coming up for you. But we Just all- tell them. Just say it. All right, we're doing Heist, and then we're doing Lula Rich, okay? We're going to do Lula Rich. We were always going to do it, you guys. We and were like, always going to do it. It's going to it's gonna be our big end-of-the-year celebration. Yeah. Look, we cannot keep up with the things, it's okay? Yeah, we do true. the boss. Already there, waiting for you. Yeah. The Vow, yes. Night Stalker, Heaven's Gate, The Jinx, Making yeah. a Murderer. Lorena. Menendez murders uh, Lacey Peterson, The Staircase, The Jinx, you already said, Making a Murderer, The Serial. Yeah. Serial season one? The one and only podcast we ever did. (laughs) We're never doing it again. Stop asking. We're not doing S-Town. I'm sorry. I love you, but we're not doing it. S-Town? No one's talking about S-Town anymore, girl. (laughs) Check my DMs. All right, girl, what are we talking about today? We are talking about, well, speaking of podcasts, we were talking about Down the Hill, the yeah. Delphi murders on HLN. So HLN made a podcast called this. It's called Down the Hill, the Delphi murders, which I totally listened to. Yes, me too, actually. I, I loved the podcast. And then they developed it for TV. And that's what we're covering. Yeah. And they remind us many times about the yeah. successful super hit podcast yeah. that was Down the Hill, the Delphi murders, which you is You know great. what, though? It was really good. It, I, I love supporting other True Crime podcast. It yeah. was really good. Go listen to it if you haven't. Yeah, it would be us if we were like, did you guys ever hear of True Crime Obsessed? Right. <laughs> we're now doing True Crime Obsessed, the TV show. Oh. oh that would be so fun. That would be um, really fun. If there are any producers out there, we're, take, saying, we're taking meetings. We're available. Two missing juveniles. We had a sense of urgency. We need to find them. Liberty, Roseland, German. Something's different about this. Abigail Joyce Williams. Can they make it through the night? Last seen at the High Bridge in Delphi, Indiana. What are we going to find down here? What am I going to see? And he said, Carrie, they've, they found the girls. And I had like a split second of, oh, thank God. But he didn't say anything else. After two teenage girls go hiking in the woods and are found murdered. Investigators calling the crime scene a complicated one. We believe you are hiding in plain sight. I have nothing to do but hope and pray. And you want to know what we know. I hate waiting. I hate it. I'm not going to give up. We can't give up hope. But one day, you will. They fought till the bitter end. And we should do the same for them. So we get like six coming up ons and yeah. one coming up on. They basically tell us about the town of Delphi, Indiana. A small historical town that was once the epitome of the innocence of middle America. Where neighbors knew neighbors and parents would allow their children to play on the streets alone, worry free. But those days are long gone. Where all the neighbors knew their neighbors, parents would allow their kids to play in the street alone. It was worry-free. And I just was like, they're laying it on a little thick about Delphi, no? Yeah, well, first of all, when they're like, you know, the epitome of the innocence of middle America, I'm like, well, every other small town we've ever covered begs to differ, number one. And two, they're like, you know, a place where your kids could walk home alone, worry-free, but those days are long gone. I'm like, did Keith Morrison write this? Listen, Delphi's been through it. I understand. But like, this whole thing ends with them being like, well, how is Delphi different now? Well, now people lock the doors. Guys, lock your doors. Lock them always. Just out of uh, an abundance of caution, just lock your goddamn doors. Yeah, I mean, we live in a world where people have those doorbells that are also cameras. Can you just lock your fucking door? It's not that we're not in the 50s anymore where technology wasn't really a thing. Can you just get with it and lock lock the door? door. And what's what's the worst thing that happens? Someone has to ring your camera doorbell or knock on the door? Why does your door need to be unlocked in the first place? Is it the principle of the thing or what? What's the worst thing? What's the worst? Someone hear this. Nance, hello? You got that pie ready or what? It's the worst, that's the worst that can happen. Someone raises their voice to talk to you through your door. Lock it. Just lock it. 
I did not think we were going to find any laughs in this one, girl. Oh. I did not think this was going to be funny at all. Oh, God. So we meet the host of the podcast, Barbara McDonald and Drew mm-hmm. Iden, and they were the host of the podcast, and they were the host of the TV show now. Yeah. You did it. You did the podcasting dream. You made a podcast that got turned into a TV show, and you got to be on it. You I nailed know. it. I just, seriously, cheers to you. Barbara and Drew, you really did it. Good, good job, everybody. Barbara and Drew, do you know like any producers that maybe- <laughs> Why has nobody turned this into a TV show? That are into like, the comedy it's of not it all? For not, tr- not, not for lack of trying, you guys. You know why? Because they're like, true crime comedy, pass. 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 You said they were funny. Oh, oh no. no. And no, he's no, no, no. he's what, loud? Right. Wait, gay and like a woman? Pass. Hard know. pass. Do you have any like mediocre white dudes, who, straight white dudes who just want to talk yeah. shit and be misogynistic? Zach Baggins or Bagans no, or whatever? No, Not, no. no. Uh-uh. But no, let's put them on every network and give them, yeah. you know. Let's, let's keep letting Billy make TV shows. They're good. Well, yeah. Because yeah. he has Alexis. And Payne. Payne, you get to keep making TV too, my friend. Yeah, because of right. those eyes. Because yeah. I said so. Because right. of those Come on, we get it. So, look, they did the podcast, and they've come back to Delphi because the mystery consumes them. It consumes everyone, and there's, like, updates in the story. They're back in Delphi to continue telling the story. Right. So our victims are Liberty German and Abigail Williams. Yeah. And they walked across an they're abandoned— kids. They're They're 13-year-olds. 13. Yeah. And they walked across an abandoned bridge, and then uh, Drew goes— From there, it gets very murky, with facts and evidence clouded by rumors and theories— from there, it gets very murky. And I'm like, translation, and that's basically all we know. Yeah. Because that's kind <laughs> that of is. it. That's yeah. kind of it. Yeah. And, you know, the whole thing that's so scary is, like, as I'm sure you all know, this is an unsolved crime. Like, the person is still out there. Like, this could happen again there. It could happen again. It happened again in your hometown. Yet another reason to lock your goddamn doors. Yeah. It's, like, very unsolved. Yes. I know it's, like, either you're pregnant. You can't just be, like, a little pregnant. Yeah. It's, like, either it's unsolved <laughs> or it's solved. But this is, yeah. like, super unsolved. I am with everybody in this town who's like, but why is it unsolved? There's more yes. evidence in this crime than in anything else. Oh my God. So we meet Libby's older sister, Kelsey. She's fucking awesome. And Kelsey takes us through the events of the morning. So this all happened on February 13th, 2017. And it was a Monday. And we learned that the girls, Abby and Libby, had a sleepover the night before because Monday school wasn't in session. So that morning we, I actually slept in. The girls were up already. I was in the bathroom getting ready to go to my boyfriend's before work. Kelsey sounds 35 years old. I'm going to just swing by my boyfriend's house before work. It's like she's got a full checklist. Kelsey is on it. You know, the thing is, too, like we don't get a lot of backstory, but something happened in Kelsey and Libby's family. They live with their grandparents and mm-hmm. their mom lives 250 miles away. And they seem close. The mom is here. Yeah. But I think that Kelsey does a lot of like taking care of Libby. Yeah. They call it something here when yeah. we get there. Yeah. Because I made a note about yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. How they describe everything. But, it, you know, like Kelsey and Libby seem unusually close for sisters of that age difference. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So... Abby and Libby ask Kelsey, they want to go to this bridge. They want yeah. to go to this place. And Kelsey's like, all right, I'll drop you guys off at the bridge. And then Derek, Kelsey and Libby's dad, was going to pick them up. Yeah. So Kelsey walks us through the whole thing. She says she drops them off at 1.40 p.m. And I made sure they both had the sweatshirts that I told them to take. And I told Libby I loved her. And I watched them walk away. <laughs> she goes, and I watched them walk away. Yeah. And the thing about this bridge we'll learn later, like this high bridge is off limits technically, but it's in a park and I guess easy to get to. Yeah, like everyone goes, like teenagers and, you know, young, like young teenagers, yeah. like 13-year-olds and 18-year-olds alike, they all go there, but it, like technically it's closed off to the public. Yeah, it's time, Delphi, Indiana, it's time to knock that fucking bridge down. Or no? at least repair it. I have a rant coming. I <laughs> Just fix the fucking bridge. Or knock it down. Like if it's not in use anymore, people are gonna die. We'll get there in a second. Yeah. Because we meet Libby's grandparents, Mike and Becky. They're awesome. They're also, they look like they're in their 20s. I know. They honestly, they look like they're so young. Quotes for days, Quotes But the interviewer, Barbara, is like, so you were fine with, like, your 13-year-old just, like, wandering into the woods by themselves? And she's like, it's better than sitting in front of the Xbox or the TV. Now, hold on a second. What she says is... There's nothing else here in Delphi for them to do. Would I rather them be out on a public park trailway and walking and getting some exercise than sitting in front of the TV or a game box or something? Most certainly. She says it's better than the TV or, and I quote, a game box. I know, I know. To which I say, Grandma Becky, keep being you. It's true. It's like the Xbox, the PlayStation, the Switch. Yeah. They're all game boxes. She's absolutely right. She's and not it's wrong. it's awesome that your kids want to go into the woods. And I guess like in other places, like these trails where they're going are very well traveled, which is uh, another reason why this murder being unsolved is so weird because it happened in broad daylight. Right. But like, I think that the idea is that like it's a safe place to go, even though they're just kids, like nothing ever happens. But also it's like this rickety bridge. So the bridge is 70 feet above 
of a creek below. There's 70 feet is seven stories, you guys. That is that is certain death if you fall off it. It's, There's no railings. It's, yeah, there are no railings. It's rotting wood. It's a yeah. fucking death bridge. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing about this seems fun. Yeah, like, yeah. And that, that's why kids want to go because it's like right. dangerous and like yep. we shouldn't really be there. And, like, let's walk across the death bridge. It's missing planks. So yeah. like, yes. like you could like if you're not looking down, you could fall through over my dead no. body. Would anybody that I know go to this fucking and bridge? And the wood that's there is like soft and rotting. Yeah. Yeah. Knock it down. I know. <laughs> knock it down. I or mean, make it actually impossible for people to get. If it's quote off limits, knock it down. You're never going to use that bridge again. Knock it down. And there's no such thing as off limits where it ju- when it just like exists in right. the woods. There's yeah. nothing like blocking no. it off. It's just Put an like. an armed guard in front of it. Yeah. Hey, teenagers. Right. Can you listen? We're going to set a rule about this really cool, spooky death bridge. Don't go anywhere near it. The grown-ups say no. The teenagers are like every day of our lives oh, are we going to that Bridge. The bridge looks like the train bridge in Stand By Me, if yes, you remember it does. that. <laughs> Most certainly does. Only deathier. Only way deathier, yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Fix the bridge or just stop it from oh existing. My God. Stop the bridge. I know, I know. So we then we meet Erica, Erica Gibson, and she's a friend of Abby and Libby. Yeah. And Abby and Libby were posting to Snapchat. They were just like taking cute pictures Is and doing Snapchat. Snapchat's still a thing. No, no, it's TikTok now. And TikTok and like Instagram stories because that's like what it used to be, right? Like I, yeah. you would take pictures and they would disappear after like an, a day or something. Like 24 hours and TikTok lives forever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're on the TikTok now. Do I have to get on TikTok? No, I'm on it. I scroll. Okay. Uh, but I don't, I think. It took me like 15 years to get on Instagram. I look at Snapchat and I'm like, I'm not inspired to make a TikTok. Like, I know. It feels like there's so much effort. Like everyone's learning the dances and doing these filters. Well, you and... know what I want to do? This is my, someone's going to steal this now that I'm saying it. What? My idea for a TikTok, you know how people do that thing where they like look frumpy and they're holding their camera at the mirror and then they smash it yeah. and they look like a There's million like bucks. some cool transition. I want to do it where I smash it and I look exactly the same and I shake my phone like it's broken. I'm sorry. I love you. <laughs> yeah. I feel like someone's already done that on TikTok. <laughs> I feel like that's I didn't some bit. That? I don't know. I don't. Some other frumpy gay. Do you know other frumpy gays? No. Okay. I don't. <laughs> I only have eyes for you. Frumpy gays, I'm telling you, that's my bit. I'm going to do it if I ever get on TikTok. It's mine. I reserve. Copyright Patrick Hines 2021. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll let you have it. Okay, thanks so much. <laughs> Been through a lot today. I'm going to yeah. let you have this one. <laughs> so here's the other thing we learned about this fucking bridge. When you walk across it, if you live and you get to the other side, it's a dead end. You literally have to turn around and go back across the depth. There's nowhere to go. The only way to cross that bridge is to do it twice. Yes. The far side of the bridge has no trail. The woods have taken over that part of the abandoned rail line, so kids that walk the bridge to the far end commonly discover that the excitement ends there and turn around and head back the way they came. It's not like you can like then go into the woods and walk down and like cross no. the creek on foot and then come no. up. No. Because it's 70 stories up, so oh you can't just God. like it's make your... stories. It's 70 feet. 70 <laughs> feet. Honestly, it's the same exact thing. Yeah, I know. To me, what, know. Once, it gets to, once it gets past like five feet in the yeah, air, yeah. it's death. I love 1902 when they were constructing this train bridge you're like you know what we're gonna let's make that part of it 70 stories yeah. but bus, the actual overpass is only seven Doesn't stories matter. no let's make it 70 what are you a woman <laughs> shut up you dummy we're doing it my way 70 stories it feels 70 stories the Empire State it, that's what it feels like though it's all the same to me oh boy <laughs> And they're saying that, like, this day on the bridge might have been Abby's first time on the bridge, but that Libby had no fear. She would go on this bridge all the time. Mm-hmm. They were posting pictures to Snapchat, and their friend Erica actually took a screenshot of the Snapchat. It's like a way of gaming Snapchat, so you can, like, actually keep the photo forever. But I think she did it after she realized they were missing, because it has oh. to, I thought so, too. I was like, the force, like, oh, my God, yeah, how did she know yeah, to do yeah, this? Yeah. But we learned pretty quickly that they're missing. So she was like, oh, my God, they were on Snapchat screenshots. Oh, smart. Erica, smart, so fucking smart. smart. either oh way. God, but at first yeah. I was like, why is Erica just screenshotting this? And I'm like, no, dummy, because she found out about it before the 24 hours were up and she took a screenshot. So 3.30 rolls around. Libby's dad gets to the area to pick them up and they're not there. He calls his mother and is like, Derry called me and he said, I'm, I'm here at the trails. Have you heard from Libby? And I said, well, no. And he said, I've called her several times and she's not picking. She's not answering. So grandma calls Kelsey, the older sister, and Kelsey says... She was kind of freaking out, but that was kind of normal for her, so I wasn't too worried. And I was like, 
no, I haven't heard from her, um, but I can head down to the bridge. I'll just call work and tell them I can't come in right now. Grandma was kind of freaking out, but that was normal for her. Yeah, and I'm like, Grand- grandmas all around the world unite in your endless, endless <laughs> panics. Sometimes you're right. You're rarely right, but sometimes you are. I'm going to be the best grandma because I am going to be freaking out all the time. But like my mom's mom, I, I would say the same thing. Like, yeah. what now? There's right, nothing right. wrong. There's like nothing happening. Like, oh, she's freaking out, but that's kind of normal. Like, I, that, I understand. Totally. I understand where what that's like. Running at the top of their lungs every single day. I mean, did I, I told this story in the Facebook group not too long ago. She would like look in the paper for like <gasps> horrible things and see like where I, we, we lived and how close it was. No way. And, yeah. And what, my younger cousin is like a very athletic person. She joined like a soccer team and I, like she was happy and she loved it. And my grandmother, Annie, we called her and she was like, oh, did you hear about that girl in the paper? She played soccer. <laughs> oh yeah, Annie, what happened? She's she's dead now. She was murdered. Are you sure that's the kind of sport you want to be playing? That's the kind of connection uh-huh. she'd make. So for uh-huh. so for Kelsey to be like, she freaked out a lot, but yeah. like no one really took it. I, I know those phone calls. Kelsey, I, I see you and I hear you. So at first people aren't worried. We meet Anna Williams, who's Abby's mom, and she's just saying that like I wasn't super worried. It just didn't seem like too big of a deal right to begin with. I mean, they were probably all visiting with friends and lost track of time and you just don't worry about it when you're here. It's it's a small town. Neither one of them had a good sense of direction, so I was positive that if they decided to wander off somewhere that they were just lost. She has shade for days too. She's like, neither one of those kids had any good sense of direction. They were 13. But also, like, that's scary too. They're just lost in the woods. I know. That's right. also scary. Maybe that's not, like, I get that you don't want them in front of the game box or the television, but like, right. maybe like the two 13 year old kids with the bad sense of direction, don't send them to that 70 story bridge park. In February, where it's like, they're just lost in the woods. I it's know. fine. What is it? What is it? Sunset? Don't worry about it. Gets it gets dark at four o'clock. It's I scary I no matter what. Yeah. Why isn't anybody worried? I'm worried. Scary. Top to bottom. Yeah. So. And, and also Kelsey's like, honestly, I was more worried about how much trouble they're going to be in for missing curfew. And I'm like, I honestly, know. also totally valid. Totally valid. Kelsey, even after that, I was like. Then me and Cody crossed the bridge and we're looking in the woods and we couldn't find them anywhere. That's when I started to realize something was really wrong. That's when she's like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah. something's really wrong Because here. where else could they be? If right. they're not, like, right yeah. there, then where yeah. the hell are they? So we meet Carrie, and she's Kelsey and Libby's mom. And yeah. they describe, quote, Due to a bit of a complex family dynamic, Carrie was living and working near Lexington, Kentucky at the time. They really, really don't get into it. And we learn, like, Carrie was living and working in Lexington, Kentucky, which is 150 miles away. Yeah. And Kelsey and Libby were living with their grandparents. Yeah, but, like, the dad was going to pick them up that day, so complicated family dynamics, you nailed it. And that's all we know. <laughs> yeah, that's all we know. That's all but we they're know. all here, and they all loved Libby and Kelsey very much. Yes, yeah, yeah I mean, you could be, you could, <laughs> there could still be a lot of love in complicated oh, family absolutely, dynamics. Absolutely, absolutely. And now it's, like, 5.30, the search is officially beginning. Right, and everyone's saying, like, well, maybe they just, they're 13, maybe they just, like, ran off with some boys and partying and drinking. Everyone who knows them is like, absolutely not. They also, would never do that. very scary. Yeah, also very also scary. Also a very terrifying option. Absolutely. So they're not, it's 5.30, you know, they're knocking on doors, they're looking everywhere. It's getting dark, it's super cold. And that's the thing, like, it's the getting darkness of it that is like, oh yeah. my God, you know? And the, and that's that sense of urgency, like, there's a knock at the door and it's like two young girls are missing and the sun's going down. People yeah. are joining the search. Yeah, like, oh fuck, let me get my coat, I'm coming out with 1, you. 1,000%. the podcasters really, like, go, like, out of their way to point that fact yeah. out. The people of this town are awesome. Yeah. And they are very invested and worried about these girls. Yeah. This has nothing to do with anything. You should lock your doors more. I know. Having an unlocked door yeah. did not lead to this tragedy no. today. I just want a reminder. Again, yes. the worst that can yes. happen is you hear a little bit of knocking. That's it. Small price to pay. Small. For the peace of mind. And you lock it when you go to bed, though, I right? Say, You're I not... sit bolt upright sometimes at two in the morning when I'm like, oh my God, did I lock the door? You did I live in an apartment you building. Yes. You have to like, get on the front door of that building and then somehow up to my floor and know that my door and is unlocked. And then like pick your door. Right. Like, no, mm, right. I, I think I'm going to do that one today. <laughs> like, it, But lock but it. I have been broken into while I was at home and asleep. Simply safe is back. Just uh, kidding. Just kidding. But that's, that's <laughs> but why. it's true. Because yeah. you've lived it. And they also say this horrible thing about how like. I remember the one moment when Becky 
had said, Libby's afraid of the dark. She would not choose to be out here if something wasn't wrong. And that was really the first time I considered the fact that there was something very serious. There's no way she would be out there in the dark on purpose if something bad hadn't happened. Yeah, exactly. Or if they lost track of time or right. whatever. Like yeah, they, yeah. And they also would have called somebody. Exactly. You know? Right, right. Like one of them has a cell Libby has a cell phone. They were Snapchatting. They would yeah. have said, you know, they would have figured it out. So they call the fire department. I guess like that's who the search and rescue people are. And the search and rescue people are here now to say to us, like, guess what? Like our success rate in finding people is very high. Yeah. So we weren't worried. We knew we were going to find them. But then it was like after nightfall when like it was dark out and there was no trace of them. That's when they too were like, okay, it's not great. Yeah, it's not great. And then everyone's searching, but then it's 1.30 in the morning and we learn, you know, these people are volunteers. And the, the fire chief is like, I believe we were out till about 1.30 in the morning and I finally met up with the sheriff and, and the city chief of police and I said, you know, I'm, my guys are volunteers. You know, they have to go to work in the morning. We will do whatever you want, but I have to kind of look out for that aspect of, you know, the volunteers. We all want to help these kids, but, like, they got to go to work, too. Yeah. So they're going to send them home. And Grandma Becky is like, please, please don't go. And she says they don't have coats. Like, they will they be able to make it the through the weather. night? And one of the one of the officers says to them, they have youth on their side. Which is like, no, that's I, not an answer. I, that's kind of the opposite. You know they what I mean? You, what the fuck does that they mean? They have zero. I, uh, who knows what that means? Like, what does that mean? What, do they not get as cold? What are you talking uh, about? So then we learned that in the very early morning, hours of the 14th of February, not long after the search had been called off for the night, the sheriff was notified that a cell tower had picked up a signal from one of the girls' cell phones. And everyone comes rushing back to the Right back out. Because it picked up the signal right near the bridge. Mm -hmm. The phone and hopefully the girls alive are maybe nearby. But then they all get out an hour after they tucked in for the night. It's 2.30 in the morning. They go and they don't find the phone or the girls. No, but these people are heroes. Like the fact that they just, everyone like- Oh, of course. It's not their fault. No, and I'm not saying that you didn't think they were heroes. But I'm just like, oh my God, like everyone really cared yeah, about Oh, of that. course. And no one was sleeping. Yeah, exactly. So the next morning, the bodies are found and everyone is devastated. But at first, what makes it worse I know. is that as the, like, the parents and yeah, the families are being are, notified, they're like, oh, we found we found them. They're like, oh my God, great. You found them alive. Yeah. Amazing. Oh, they're in so much trouble when they I get know. home. And like, no one wants to believe. And we hear from one family member after another, like, and he said, Carrie, they, they found the girls. And I had like a split second of, oh, thank God. But he didn't say anything else. Like they had that momentary yeah. moment of like, oh, you found them. There's got to be a different way to say that. I know. There's got. I don't know what it is. Well, you probably hear the first part of it, and then yeah. you just say, oh, alive, right? Yes. Like you just yeah. you, the family member. You just want, you need to hear that. You yeah. need to. I know. And the girls are dead. And they were found about a quarter mile from Highbridge. This is where like the documentary takes a pause to sort of tell us about Libby and to tell us about Abby. And they were just wonderful kids who loved their families, and they were really active, and they were good, sweet, amazing young girls that this happened to. Yeah, like Abby was really curious about bugs and nature yeah. and, you know. I was like, not me. Yeah. Actually, the, you know, you guys would be surprised to know when I was a little kid, I was really curious about bugs. I used to have like a pet gardener snake. Garter snake? Gardener snake? I don't know how you say it. Oh my God. I like actually would actively go looking for little snakes. I was obsessed. That time where you almost blacked out because I was telling you a snake story, you couldn't <laughs> handle it. I know. You used to have one. <laughs> I did. And and Libby was like a free spirit and super independent. They were both like really smart and just like full of life. Yeah, so host Barbara goes to the crime scene. I didn't know this. The crime scene apparently is on private property. Yeah. And the owner super did not want anyone to be there, but Barbara like sweet talks her way onto the property with a camera crew. But she's saying to us that you can kind of see that it is sort of a bowl shape here where if you have two bodies laying on the ground here and people are walking along the creek, they wouldn't necessarily see that. So though it's close to the hiking trails, when the bodies were there and people were like walking along the trails looking for the bodies, they wouldn't have been able to see them. Right. And so we meet one of these these spokespeople. I think he's like a police spokesperson. Yeah. And he says, you know, we knew this wasn't an accident. And now I'm starting to say, well, then what the hell happened? Right. Because you start to realize... We're not going to learn anything, are we? Uh huh. Because uh-huh. they even still, or they're not just not telling us, and uh-huh. we'll get into that in a little bit. So now we're at it's like a day or two later, right? February fifteenth, twenty seventeen. And Superintendent Doug Carter, he's a cop, and he's giving a press conference, yeah. right? And at this press conference, he releases an image of a man walking on this horrible, scary bridge. And everyone is like, "Where the fuck did that picture come from?" They just assume apparently in the woods mm-hmm. on these hiking trails, there's cameras. Who knew? There should fucking be cameras I, I everywhere. Like cameras, cameras in every. Flood- 
lights. That's what I want. Every inch of every wooded area everywhere on the planet. Constantly. There should not be an inch of the Amazon that I can't pull up on the computer right now. Or that if you need help, you can get Wi-Fi everywhere. Totally. And a Starbucks while we're at it or a Dunkin' Donuts. (laughs) Every four blocks in the Amazon. (laughs) But what he's doing is he's asking the public for help IDing this guy. Maybe it's a neighbor. And this is where I'm just like, ooh, it's going to get problematic. And Uh then it super does because he's like. Is it a family member? Is it a neighbor? Or maybe that one guy that lives over at that one place that just kind of not right. Maybe it's that one guy who lives in that one place and he's just kind of, he's just kind of not right. Can and I I'm remind like, everybody stop. that Boo Radley is the hero of To Kill a Mockingbird? Yeah. stop. And the, he even yeah. says that one guy who lives in that one place, he doesn't even know where he's going with it. <laughs> but he's basically like, you know the weirdo? Yeah. Let's haul their asses in. Oh, yeah. This, no. I know. We gotta, we <laughs> gotta know. stop doing this. I know. Absolutely not. But also, like, it, that doesn't even work. Right. But, so this guy is now- Which just, is insane. Like, the, Delphi is not a big town. This is just the beginning of me being like, how do we not know who this is? I know. The, how do we not know who this is? It's also, again, like, not the best photo. Yeah. He's wearing a hat. Yeah. You can't really see his but face. But you know what? I will say, they say he's wearing a distinctive jacket. Like, he's yeah. wearing a jacket that, like, somebody who saw this picture is like, oh, I know that jacket. Like, it's distinctive enough that yeah. you should be able to know who this is. And interestingly enough, the last time I saw it was what? February 13th, <laughs> and now it's gone. Right. And they're, right. what was that, a fire in my backyard? <laughs> Weird. Um, but this guy is immediately known as Bridge guy. Which I I first had a big problem with this name, but then I realized they did take our direction of stop giving people the sexy like Night Stalker nickname. Of course, but it's funny because the narration is like, and so the picture of Bridge Guy, they just call him Bridge Guy like that's actually his name. It's like very casual and I'm like, you know what? But also that's a name invented by the internet if I've ever heard one. It's Bridge her, guy. But it's not Night Stalker or Zodiac Killer or sure. you know what I mean? Like it's not a sexy name so they did the right thing. Yes. I think it's annoying and I think it's weird. I think we could have done better but it's also not sexy which I like. Fascinating how you had so many feelings about <laughs> two about words. Bridge Guy. Bridge guy. I, know. I'm, I was like yeah he's on a bridge he's a guy he's a bridge guy. Like that, I didn't think about it again. I know. I know. But we learn this big reveal that the photos were from Libby's phone. Libby yeah. took the photo of Bridge Guy and the the thing is, he's far enough away, but yep. he's walking toward them. So Libby was probably, he, she saw this kind of creepo guy yep. and just like snapped a picture of so, him. So, and to give you the geography of this, if you remember when we're talking about that death bridge that's 70 stories in the air, <laughs> when you cross it and you get to the other side, there's nowhere to go. Yep. So you've got to go back the same way that you came. This guy is coming in that direction. Yes. So they've, Libby and Abby have crossed towards the place of no return. Uh-huh. And the only way to get back to safety is back the other way. And this guy is walking towards them. Right. They are trapped. They are trapped. And then we just start getting a history lesson about Delphi. Weird. We can skip it. Yeah, but also some woman, we don't know who she is. Yeah. She's just like sitting outside and she's like, it was probably a good year before anybody requested trail maps from me again. And we used to have requests weekly. No one wants to go on the trails anymore. Okay. After this happened, it took like a year for yeah. people to start asking for trail maps for yeah. me again. They used to ask me for trail maps like weekly, Barbara. I know. And then it all stopped <laughs> for like a solid year. No one wants to trail maps. I gotta say I'm actually surprised. I'm surprised that everybody who listened to this podcast didn't make a beeline for Delphi to go see or the bridge. Or a shit ton of YouTubers. I Ugh. know. Guess who wants to go see the bridge? You. Me. <laughs> but not for like a gross reason. I like I want to see it. I want to be there to burn it down so that we never I know. have anything horrible We should have a burning it down ceremony. Remember that time we covered that case where we were going to buy that house and knock it down where he Monster kept the ladies? Monster preacher. Yeah. Oh my god. Should we buy the bridge? Yeah. Can we buy the Delphi no, bridge? No, I'm just going to burn it. I'm okay. not buying Like, I'll donate whatever money totally. needs to be donated. But, like, don't buying. let Zach Baggins get fucking his hands on any piece of that bridge. You know he wants to. You know what? That guy's got a museum. I know. I know. With the with Annabelle from The Conjuring. Yeah, I know all about it. Okay. <laughs> um, but the the thing almost as infuriating as Zach, I think it's Bagans. Who cares? I don't know. It doesn't but matter. I, almost as infuriating It's a shyer name if I've ever heard one. I, that's, they well, all live with Bilbo. But they, it's Bilbo Baggins. Oh, and right. everyone <laughs> in the Facebook group is like, it's not Baggins like Bilbo. It's Zach Bagans. <laughs> You guys, I love you so much. I don't care what his fucking name is. I don't is. care. I don't care. But almost as frustrating as his existence yeah. is the fact that this picture of Bridge Guy looks like everybody and nobody. Yes. That's bridge Guy. I know. You guys, it's Bridge Guy. Bridge Guy. He's not like Hottie Bobati or whatever. I, He's so Bridge I'm Guy. I'm glad that it's not the Night Stalker. He's accurately named Bridge Guy. Bridge He's guy. a guy in a bridge. I do. I, a million percent. It's, it's wild to me that you care so much about the name Bridge Guy. It's He's a guy on a bridge. It's like it couldn't be more perfect. I know. I know. It's exactly what it is. 
So one week after releasing the bridge guy photo, there's another major development. Yes. And so they tell us that Libby, amazing fucking Libby, had the presence of mind. Like, remember, these girls are cornered and they know some shit's about to go down. So Libby had the presence of mind to turn her video camera on, but to put it in her pocket. Again, we we don't know. We're guessing about everything. But we do know that, like, there's some video of him and there's some audio of him that she was able to capture. And in this new press conference, they give us some of that audio. Right. So they release three words and now this is we've done this a zillion times before they play it a couple times it's bad quality of course it was probably the phone was in her pocket or whatever and it sounds like someone saying down the hill Kind of. I would not have known that that's what he was saying. I hear it because yeah. they're telling us that's yeah, what he yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. we've done this a thousand times. Yeah. And then we talk to all the parents and the grandparents and they're like, I heard like nothing. I heard nonsense. <laughs> yeah. And then we all heard down the hill because they told us they were saying down the hill. And they also say, again, us like saying that Abby and Libby were cornered because that guy's coming the only way they could have gotten back out. Everyone, including the cops, is guessing. But where that bridge ends, apparently there is a hill. Yeah. And it seems like he was telling them to go down that hill. And the bodies were found right near it. Yeah. So they're just kind of putting it together. But the thing is, like, here's what everyone knows, right? Libby took the photos and the video and the audio or whatever. And right now, everything we know about this case is because of Libby. Exactly. It's amazing. Exactly. It is is absolutely amazing. And so I'm sitting here, I'm like, well, between, it's not the best audio and it's not the best thing, but between all that, it's a small town. Like, we have to know who this guy is, right? That's coming up in part two, right? Please, goddess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Please, goddess. Jesus Christ. So here we are at part two. And, you know, of course, we got another, like, we got a whole 10 minutes of like what we just saw but it opens with the family and the public being very frustrated that the police won't release more there is a wall of secrecy though that i felt when i was there they do know way more than we know they'll say that they have the dna and i'm surprised i haven't heard more about the dna we learn that like maybe there's dna maybe there's more images maybe there's more moving images we don't even know how they were killed yeah maybe there's more audio right exactly we don't know i mean even the families they don't know anything and they keep describing it as this wall of secrecy yeah and they want and more i get it like again we've done this a hundred million times so like i you know we've mm-hmm. got like a this fbi guy who's not connected to the case but he's here to kind of explain what's happening the person who is in charge of the investigation is constantly walking a tightrope between wanting to reveal information and get help from people that might have information and not wanting to reveal information that only the offender will know that he did. If they find a person that they think did it and they can get him to confess, he will confess to things that only he and the cops know. Sure. They, they can't tell them everything. I get that. But I'm going to have a lot of questions coming up. Okay. Because <laughs> by July of 2017, they release a composite sketch. Fucking how? I mean, how? I, they release a composite sketch of like a full-faced person, like a, like, it, like a photograph. And he's like this middle-aged, kind of chubby-looking guy. Kind of looks like He's me. like a guy. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, and at the same time time it's like that photo of the zodiac killer that looks exactly like uh db cooper, cooper who looks exactly like that guy from next door who looks exactly like the right, guy like right. this guy just looks like kind of like a schlubby middle-aged guy like me look at a picture <laughs> look at my headshot you guys it's gorgeous <laughs> but it, then we get it's one of these things now everyone is looking at everybody and grandma becky she's yeah. like it didn't matter where you went you were looking i made so many people feel uncomfortable it goes zero to Salem Witch Trials really fast. <laughs> Remember in Scream where Jamie Kennedy's like, everybody's a suspect. Yeah. That's what it was like in the middle because, of the, the video store. You know, as awful as that is, what that means is like everybody wants to fucking find this guy. Right. You know? And because Delphi seems like a small town, and we'll get more into this later, but in case I forget to say it, I'll say it now. Yeah. They think that this guy probably is local. They think that like you would have to know about that bridge. You would have to know that like there's no way out for those girls if you were to get them. They're like, it seems like somebody who lives among them. And also didn't flee. Lee, for whatever right. reason, decided to stay and work at the hardware store or whatever. Yeah. So Grandma Becky's like, oh God, the people I made uncomfortable. I kind of can't believe it. <laughs> Grandpa Mike is like, it's not something we're supposed to do in our world, but I have no problem staring at somebody. It's just part of it. It's just, I, I can't, you know, it's within me now. I got to look. Oh, I had no problem. That was my life now. I was just staring people down left and right. We need to slow down on Grandpa Mike because yeah. Grandpa Mike looks like he's 29 years yeah. old. Grandpa Mike is Libby and Kelsey's grandfather. Yeah. We meet his adult daughter who looks appropriately like a mother. Yeah. She looks like she's in her 40s or 50s or whatever. Her dad looks like he's 25 years old. You know why? Why? Because he 
doesn't give a single solitary fuck about anything. That like to have no struck for him to be like, I, I stared at everybody. What are you kidding me? What am I gonna hold back with my granddaughters? Like he doesn't care. Yeah. Secret. That's the secret. Totally. That's the secret. You then you're gonna look like that all your life too. Because you're 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 a grandpa Mike if ever I've met one. Oh goodness. You guys, it's to the point where even the sheriff gets turned in. Like there's an anonymous the sh- yeah. tip line and like people are just calling in, turning in their husbands and their brothers. The sheriff himself gets turned in on the anonymous tip line and like the investigators actually go and question him. And he's like, and that was okay. Yeah, where were you, girl? Look, and he's like, I started this witch hunt. I totally get it. <laughs> he's like, they were begging yeah. people like turn in that weirdo down the street. Totally. And it's like, you can't do that. And also Grandpa Mike, like that's okay. Like yeah. you can't stare everybody down. That's where we get into trouble. I know. So now by April 2019, it's like two years go by, yeah. right? There's now quote- Two years, you guys. We should have found this guy on day two. I know. There is now a new direction. Oh, great. So I remember when this happened. Like this was breaking news everywhere. I remember watching this press conference live. It was bananas. So they're going to hold another press conference and like pay attention to this. Yeah. They invited the public, which was very weird. It was different from any other press conference for a crime like this that I had covered before because they did invite the public. They made a big deal about inviting the public and uh, they wanted as many people here as possible. Anybody who wants to come in, one one catch though, when you walk in, you got to sign in. Okay. You got to give us your name and your fucking address. Yep. And they wanted as many people there as possible. They publicized this for like a week. Yeah. And it was big. Everyone said that like they knew that like whatever was going to happen in this press conference was going to be big. I remember watching it like waiting for it to start being like, Crazy. what is fucking happening? Yeah. Oh my God. And there was a vibe like everyone saying that like this something major is about to yeah. happen. There was like yeah. this air in the room. And they deliver you guys. The superintendent releases two significant pieces of evidence. So there's a new piece of audio and it's the word guys and they play it together. So it says guys down the hill. They also say we don't know for sure that that, that's connected. That could have been from another point in the audio. We don't know how much audio there is. That's, I'm assuming it's the same sentence. Yeah. And I think, like, I don't know what about that that they would want to hide that. Just say that he, it's a full sentence. Right? That's what I'm saying. You would think, like, the cops would just, like, let's clear up this one mystery. There's no reason that that needs to be withheld. Yeah. That if guys was part of that sentence or if guys was from another random part of the, that's ridiculous that they're not being clear. Imagine you're the killer and you didn't know. You're like, oh, fuck, that girl had a fucking cell phone in her pocket. That's exactly what they're hoping. Totally. <laughs> and then the second big thing. You would know in that moment if I was a killer and I was in the room because I'd be like, ah, 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 ah. Uh, I'm sorry. sorry that sorry. was just mm. Uh, mm. Um, a chew. I'm yeah. so sorry about that. I have a cold. <laughs> and the second big thing is that there's video. Yeah. So Libby is incredible. Libby just had the foresight. She knew some shit was going to go down. Yeah. And she took this video and audio like totally on the slide. And so that first image of Bridge Guy yeah. is a screenshot. I'm sorry. Bridge Guy. It's Bridge Guy. I know. What am I going to do? You're just saying it so normally now. They do it. Like we've just accepted that that's his name. I don't understand <laughs> what other name he could have. I know. He's a guy I on know, a bridge. Yeah, bridge. Bridge guy. All right, bridge okay. guy. Yeah. So this the image of this bridge person. Guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, that we saw earlier is actually a screenshot of a video that Libby took. So we see him walking. Yeah. What they release is I, I just say like it's kind of like a boomerang on it's Instagram. Like two seconds. Right, and it's just him like walking. So what they're saying is like I know you can't see his face. Yeah. But any mannerisms of someone you but know. But they so in the same breath they're like remember. He is walking on the former railroad bridge. Because of the deteriorated condition of the bridge, the suspect is not walking naturally due to the spacing between the ties. Pay attention to how he's walking. Pay attention to his gait. Oh, by the way, because he's on that bridge with missing planks, that, he's like, probably not old bridge. Yeah, he's probably not walking how he walks in real life. Mm-hmm. Sheriff! Like what? And I also, know. can we just fix the bridge or just not I have know, the bridge or I just know. also It's 70 stories in the air, you guys. <laughs> That's what it feels like. <laughs> and so they're also saying you can't see his face, but if anyone walks a little weird yeah. and then add some more weirdness to that, it's probably your next door neighbor, right? Yeah. You guys, we can't do this. It's got I mean, at this point, like it's gotta be some random guy. It's gotta be like an Israel Keys. Like, random person from nowhere. You know what I mean? Like, But they're not over. The, no. this, but this press conference isn't over. Oh, God. Oh, but sit down, pull over, whatever you have. Give your kids a screen. Yeah. It's about to get crazy up in here. So, Everyone's like, Patrick, we know this story. We know the story. But guess what? <laughs> I, for people who are new here, welcome. I, I don't want you to feel like we're gatekeeping this. No. Remember that sketch from a few years ago? Marriages ended over yeah, it probably totally, because yes. everyone was like turning, like, in turning their people and husbands, in. Yeah. That's out the window. Fuck it. It's Fuck gone. It. It's yeah. gone. You guys, they release a brand new sketch. They're like, actually, this is the guy. Like, this is a sketch of the killer. 
Sure. How were sketches being made? Who, so, just before we get to that, this guy looks completely different. He yeah. looks like he's 18 years old. He looks like my friend Louis Peitzman. Look at him. Oh, Louis! <laughs> oh, yes! Like Louis is verified Hi, on Twitter. It's fine that I said his name. He's great. He, he looks just like Louis. Oh, my God. You know? And it's like, they know so much more than they're telling us. Like, they must have a photograph of him. I'm like, how are It they looks nothing up? like the actual guy. It looks nothing like the original sketch. And all they say is, well... The result of the new information and intelligence over time leads us to believe the sketch, which you will see shortly, is the person responsible for the murders of these two little girls. New information and new intelligence over time yeah. have led us to this. And I'm like, wait, but to get a sketch, like, do you know, like, how are you getting these sketches? And two different sketches that look complete opposites. Yeah. Like, th- this new one is much younger than the original. Yeah. But then they tell us this, it's so frustrating. It's like, either he lives or works in Delphi or has lived yeah. and or has worked in Delphi. Also, we believe this person is currently between the age range of 18 and 40, but might appear younger than his true age. He might appear younger than his real right. age. It's just. <laughs> To go, again, it's like it I know. could be absolutely anybody. But because of the footage that they've released, you cannot see his face. So they have to have information they're they not telling have us. to. Either there was an eyewitness who saw the guy, or they know who it is, and they're like, he looks like him, somebody turned him in. Why can't you just go get him? Because maybe they don't have enough information. And Ask they, him a question I and know. see where it goes. I mean, maybe they literally put a picture of Louis Peitzman, and they're hoping that his sister turns him in. Louis. <laughs> He just started watching Succession. I can't I, lose Lewis. I can't I, lose another Succession friend. But like, I just want to. I want to slow down on the fact that the cops have information they're not giving us. Yeah, they absolutely do. And then this is like the they longest. They must have an idea of who it is. They must they like have, have an idea because this the longest press conference ever. Yeah, yeah. Because the superintendent he goes in a little more. So th- to your point, you guys get ready. If you didn't pull over, seriously pull seriously, over now. He starts speaking directly to the killer. So I re- I was watching this live, and when he says what he's about to say I screamed at the top of my lungs directly to the killer who may be in this room we believe you are hiding in plain sight and to the killer who may be in this room which is why I had everyone sign in by the way exactly and that's why they invited members of the public they think this guy is that kind of narcissistic killer and because they publicized this press conference weeks ahead of time they gave him time to fucking get there they think he's there and like the reporters in the room are with us now they're yeah. all looking at each other they're like, like <gasps> are you bridge guy are you bridge guy are everyone you bridge in guy? the room was bridge guy everyone someone says in the room was bridge guy. but he re- this guy he really he's like you know like what will those closest to you think when they hear when you murdered those two girls yeah. and only a cow and I feel maybe because I didn't watch it live when it happened uh-huh. but to me it feels like this guy is trying super hard to get a reaction from someone in the moment like the bridge like bridge guy's gonna be like aha uh-huh. but to me it's like not super landing I mean, this intensity to me, the cop guy looks like he's about to burst into tears he looks so angry like he wants to be pounding his fist somebody says I thought for sure Carter was coming off that stage after somebody when he ended he walked away from that podium like he owned it and I thought, oh my gosh, bridge guy was dumb enough to show up here. He's going to go choke somebody out. That's actually what I thought. It didn't land for me. No. <laughs> to be honest, it felt it's a, a no for you, dog. It's a no okay. for me. We're going to go yeah. in a different direction. Yeah. I just <laughs> felt like it was a little much. Okay. <laughs> Imagine that you're in the room and that you think somebody in the room is the killer. Yeah. Though. You know what I mean? I, yeah. So you heard the words and you understood what they meant. I did. I did. I just, maybe it was the edit. I yeah. don't know. But I'm like, it's not landing. I remember watching it live thinking like, what if the fucking killer is in there? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. But after all this, so like four big reveals in this press conference and absolutely nothing comes of it. Somebody, I know I've said it a thousand, explain to me how we don't know who this is. I I am everybody who lives in this town. I don't know. Carrie, Libby's mom is like, how? How, how, how? How do we not know who it is? We've got video, we've got audio, we've got pictures of him. Like, what are you talking about? And now, I mean, they spent two years putting that first original sketch everywhere. Accusing people, breaking up marriages. The the family, like Libby's family spent time and resources sending it to literally every sheriff's station in the country. This is the guy. And now there's a brand new sketch. Two years Years later. Libby's grandmother finds this kind of amazing thing on the internet. Somebody overlaid the two sketches, and that's when it hit me, and I realized they're really not that different. They really aren't. The main features that they tell you to look at anyway were very similar. 
when you do the overlay, the features are exactly the same. It's she's kind like, of remarkable. And the way she's the way she says it, she's like, they're really not that different. They're no. really not. Like, look at and it. And you can see it. They show it to us in real time. And it's like, and she says, I'm an older person. So to me, everybody looks younger. But if it was a younger witness, the, then the suspect would look older. So maybe they have two witnesses, an older person and a younger like, person. what? I know. Who are these people? How are they getting these sketches? Like, I just, there's so much they're not saying. And yeah. there has to be some middle ground. I mean, I feel like all these years later, give us everything you got, cops. Give us everything you got. Let Billy Jensen get on Facebook and solve this. So let's just say Grandma Becky's onto something with yeah. this thing where it's like an older witness and a younger witness. Where are they? I know. And how have they not told anyone that they're a witness? Yeah. Like after all this time. Because that guy's still out there. You know what I mean? So it's like, are they going to come kill? Is it his daughter? Uh, who knows? You know what I mean? But like, can't you just go on Reddit and be like, I, it's me? Like, I don't understand. Like, I know. it's just how two people over two years can be so quiet that it, about a case that has ripped this town apart. Like, there's just so many unknowns. And also with this new composite sketch, now everyone's turning everybody in again. Now it's, but now it's college kids. And also, yeah, like classmates, like yeah. children. I know. <laughs> Maybe not children, but kids. And, and at one point, Kelsey's like, I love my friends, but I would turn them in if I thought they did it. I love my friends, but if you, like, killed my sister and her friend, then fuck you. Like, we're not friends anymore. (laughs) And so, it's now two years later, and Mm -hmm. podcaster Barbara is with the sheriff in the woods, and she's asking him pointed questions, and she asks him, Is there more audio from him on the tape than what's been released? Not that I am aware of. But apparently there is more video of the guy that is being studied. He won't say that it's minutes long, but is it a minute long? This is such a frustrating conversation because Barbara is so direct and so yeah. clear. He's like, nope, we can't release more of the video. There's nothing earth shattering about it. And yeah. she's like, what about fingerprints? He's like, oh, we got a few of those, but uh, they probably don't even belong to the killer. And she's I, like, cool, okay. DNA, yeah. bra? Like, He's what like, about oh, that? Yeah, we, we actually do have DNA as well. We don't know if it's his. It probably is. Like, right. I don't understand. I like, know. is it there? I don't, uh. But my thing is this, like, if there is more video, why can't we see it? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, is it more video of him or is it just, is it pocket video of Libby's pocket? Then say it. Then and, say that. And to say there's nothing earth shattering, then it to me it's the same thing as saying it's in her pocket. Well, the other maybe. thing though is that maybe like now where it's like maybe they don't want the killer to know what they have. Because he did say that at the press conference. You want to know what we know. And that's fair enough. Because if he did not know that she had a phone on her, then he really doesn't know what they have. Maybe they really do know what he looks like. I still think that they can be a little more helpful with the family. Yeah. I mean, one of the things I appreciate here is that they don't get into how they died. And I'm kind of glad to not know that. I know. I mean, we get this, like, this FBI specialist Ugh. profiler who I love, and she's talking about, like... Mary Ellen O'Toole. Mary Ellen O'Toole. She says some really amazing things, and she says... And when you look at a crime like this, where there's predatory behavior involved, and predatory behavior means hunting behavior, hunting for victims, that that suggests to me that one of the motives, and maybe the primary motive, was um, sexual in nature. We are to assume that he probably sexually assaulted these kids, and I'm glad that we don't get into it. My other thought is, if you're a lone killer, how do you subdue two 13-year-old girls at the same time? I know. And then, like, does that mean they knew him? The way he said, like, guys, down yeah. the hill. The uh-huh. way he said, down the hill. Yeah. It feels like maybe he knew them in some way, maybe? Or well, am I just, like, Because the other thing Mary Ellen says is that this looks like the kind of, like, she's been doing this for years with the FBI profiling Oh, she's, she's worked on the collar bomb case, the um, evil genius? Oh, she was on that case? Green River Killer, Ted Kaczynski, uh, Elizabeth Smart, Natalie Holloway, Columbine shootings. I mean, her resume is out of control. So she knows everything and she was saying that, like, the thing about this kind of killer is that if it was sexually motivated, he had to have known the area. He had to have found a place that was isolated where he could have like some element of control and then wait for a moment of opportunity. So, like, she is saying that he probably is local or at least knows the area really well. And it's like, it's such a small town. Yeah. How do they not know who it is? I know. Because she also says, like, he's very relaxed. He's not in a rush, even when he's walking. She also says, when an offender commits a crime outdoors, they can't control everything. They can't control who might have seen them, who ran back into the woods. They can't control who saw their car. So it's very high risk for the offender to kill someone outside. So that tells me this is an offender who's very tolerant of high risk. I thought that was one of the most fascinating parts of this whole thing because, again, this guy seems to be super lucky that it's broad daylight on a popular hiking trail, especially where other young kids go all the time and and nobody saw him. And everyone has off that day. Yes, yes. They were all off, right? 
right? So yeah. like, and like he led them a quarter mile away from where they were on the bridge, and like through popular hiking trails, nobody saw him come in, nobody saw him leave, and like even Libby, who was able to take audio and video of this guy, didn't get a clear enough shot of his face. How did this guy get so lucky? There is earth-shattering audio that is too yeah tragic and traumatic to share. For there's sure. gotta be if he yeah. led them a quarter mile, there was a threat. There was a weapon. There were other things that were said. Maybe Libby only had those couple of seconds. That's fine. But I think there is for sure more there. That is more earth shattering than they want us to know. Yes. Oh, God. But basically, it's like, so in conclusion, it could be anyone for any reason (laughs) at any time from any place from anywhere, except probably Delphi. He probably works at the supermarket. And they just say, like, until this bridge guy is brought to justice, everyone's going to be afraid that he's still out there living among them. And, like, it's got to be terrifying to live in Delphi these days. Yeah. I mean, that poor woman no one is gonna go on our hiking trails <laughs> what else is there to do also what are we doing about the bridge delphi i, ha- I still don't have any updates about that what are we doing about the bridge i want to know Oh my God, you guys, we did down the hill the Delphi murders. Wow. What a, wow. I'm glad that we were able to finally do this case. Yeah. Can I give you some information? Because there's a yeah. tip line. Oh, give me information. So the tip line is 1-844-459-5786. There's a reward. Don't oh, like wow. be shitty about the reward. No. But yeah, that's a real yeah. tip line. Like if you know anything, if you're from that area, I don't know, but don't like just accuse random people. No. Yeah. Don't do that. Use this tip line responsibly. Yeah. Also, if you want more Jillian and me, join us on the Patreon. Getting to 300 bonus Yeah. Episodes. I know 200 on the regular feed because yeah. we just celebrated. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Also, you guys, our merch store is open. TrueCrimeObsessed.com. Click on the store link or the merch link or whatever. We got all kinds of merch. It's sweaters and t-shirts and sweatshirts and uh, hoodies and stickers stickers and mugs and yeah. phone cases and notebooks. It's everything you wanted from us. It's like the bear's going to bear. It's the camping stuff. It's the don't be garbage. Let the women do the work. Where's my club? Where's my club? Steve, I've been duped. Yeah. Really fun There's stuff. There's a where's my club t-shirt, you and guys. we worked really hard on it to yeah. make it exude it's the vibe yeah. of of wondering where the hell your club is and I think we did it. Don't you uh, think the models are especially gorgeous? I do. The models are Jillian and me. The one in the glasses. <laughs> I have a big gold crush on. Um, Girl, what are we doing next? Oh, ho, ho, ho. What is it? We are doing Untold Malice at the Palace. <gasps> oh my God. Tell them what this is. Malice at the Palace is a melee that yeah. occurred during a basketball game yeah. uh, with Ron Artest who's also known as Meta World Peace and it became this like super racially charged yeah. media a frenzy and it's kind of it's wild. This, it's a big, huge, fucking full stadium fight. And let me tell you, the powers that be at Netflix reached out to us. They're like, we know you guys don't love the sports. We think you're going to like this. I don't watch sports things ever. I watched this and I never have time to watch things before like the day I have to record them. Yeah, yeah. I found the time to watch this. It is fucking crazy. And also Reggie Miller's there and yeah. I know this is going to sound shocking. I know who Reggie Miller is and he's awesome. <laughs> I like sports documentaries. Sue me. So you guys stay tuned for the preview for Malice at the Palace are amazing and hilarious outtakes and go get yourself some merch. Yeah. And and show us pictures. Put them oh in the group God, and, and yes. tag us on, on socials and everything. Totally. I'm so excited to see you wear them. All right. We love you. Bye. Bye. That night had a lasting effect. It ignited everything. I'm never talking about this shit again. Can you get that on camera? A fight broke out between the Pacer team and the fans in the stand like a powder keg. From the corner of my eye, I see it coming. Some people have control. I don't. Our test is in the stands! They want to blame us. These guys are thugs. Fans have such an emotional investment. There is a darkness there. The NBA was worried about their perception. It cost all of us everything. The palace had a VHS tape for each and every camera. I want the story out there. Go frame by frame. If you actually knew what happened, you wouldn't even be asking questions. Oh my god. I just spit water all over my computer. No, it's fine. We're fine. We're yeah, <laughs> I told you my dad in his spare time, of which he has none, is now a volunteer. He's the EMT for the local fire department. That is crazy. So he, the calls will be like an overdose and he's like, I brought someone back to life tonight. Oh my or, God. Or like pulling people out of cars. Like he, But it's all like, I'm like, dad, you have to be up at six in the morning tomorrow. I I, thank yeah. you for saving yeah. that person's yeah. life. I'm not trying to <laughs> pick and choose. 